0: live from the ESPN 690 and HR and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jax on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Oh, no open today to start the new year. It's disgusting. Dysfunctional. Depressing. Jags are dead last again. Disappointing. Looking for other D-words. Damn it. Happy New Year! Happy New Year, everybody! What's up? Despicable, despicable, very good. Yeah. Drury. Drury. Drury, 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 yeah, they Drury, 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 Drury. Drury's a school. Okay. Drury, uh, dreary. Drury, yeah, yes, very
1: good. Thank you. What's happening? Nothing too much, man. Good to be back. Sounds like I missed a lot last week. No, did you really? I mean, I don't know. I, I assume the phone calls were interesting. Yeah. Did you we, we actually
0: did have a good week. I said to, yeah. uh, I said to Casey, I as like, you know, sometimes it can be kind of that in-between week and when Jags are out of it, it can yeah. be dead. Or it can be like last year was, hey, there's a lot going on. New coach, new number one pick. And, yeah. Well and I mean, this we this time that around goes. yeah, you get the number one kick, uh, pick, less excitement, get the new coach, less excitement, but you get yeah. retained bulky and... Whoa, baby, the city is on fire. Yeah. Uh, Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz in studio back together here on this uh, Happy New Year. Hope you had good holidays, everybody. And um, my goodness, I, I, really, I thought of this uh, walking up the steps. I was like, I don't know if I've ever felt worse about the Jags franchise going forward. Than right now. Than right now. Okay. Like, I really don't, like, to, as we enter the new year, right, 2022, and you can tell me there's a new pick, and a, I mean, number one pick, and you got a franchise quarterback, you think. Uh, you might have a couple of pieces, you know. Uh, you can always try to find some of the positives in a new coach, you know, because what happens is usually the bump is around maybe the draft pick, but a quarterback usually, mm-hmm. and then around a new coach. When you get a new coach, it's usually a little bit of an energy boost. Which there was when we got Urban Meyer for a while. I don't know if it's going to do that for me this time or anybody, really. I think it's going to be wait and see and wait and see and win a few games before anybody even jumps on board anything anymore. And uh, I really don't know if I remember it being uh, like this might be rock bottom in that sense. Now, everybody will always say it could get worse. It could get worse because it could last longer and longer and longer. I'm not sure it can get much worse than this. We've seen bad football Seen really bad football around here. Mm-hmm. And the Jags have scored 227 points this season in 16 games. The previous franchise low was 2011 when somehow your team and your defense won five games for this team. Yeah. Because they scored 243. Yep. There's also been a 245, a 247, and a 249 in the last decade. And this one's 227. Mm-hmm. Like it, and, and by the way, I can make the case the quarterback here is better than any of the quarterbacks that were playing then. Uh, prob- probably, yeah. right? I mean, even last year. I hope Hey, I hope so. Even last year, I mean, you had Glennon and Luton and Minshew yeah. you know, sure. <laughs> playing in that season. So it's, uh, again, I mean, I think that's where we're at right now with the Jazzville Jaguars. And, and yesterday wasn't surprising, but it's still so, here's another D word, demoralizing. Nice, I like that one. That's a good one. To sit through for three hours.
1: Yeah, um, you know, as far as... When we talk about this next time around with the hiring, I don't need a spark anymore. All right, you, you kind of got that spark last year with Trevor Lawrence and a little bit of Urban Meyer. I, I don't want anything from this team. I want this hire to go, okay, sounds good, and then let's get ready for the season. Like, I don't want any more hope. Yeah. I don't want any more sparks. I just want to stay out of the bad side of things in terms of the media. I just want to stay out of the bad optics side um, of the, the national narrative. If the Jaguars can, and by the way, doing a horrible job so far with Trent but I'm saying if they can somehow turn that around and just make everybody go away and just take the attention off Jacksonville, of how bad it is, I will be happy. So if if that's the most boring um, candidate out there, then so be it. I I will celebrate that. I will celebrate the mundane. I will celebrate the boring, and I will
0: celebrate the non-excited just to get through a season. Yeah, I I think uh, people would do – you'd really take – about as boring an average in five or six wins or whatever, you know, right about now, just to eliminate this kind of stuff. And uh, it is really bad in Jacksonville. I mean, that's the bottom line. I, you know, we talk a lot about different ways. I mean, about the quarterback, about the, you know, where do you go from here? Apparently uh, Todd Bowles, defensive coordinator for the Bucks, being interviewed. We talk about the coaching hires. It's interesting, right? A guy like Bowles is interested in getting an interview in this two-week window, but left which wasn't. What does that say? You know, Josh McDaniels, did he run it up a little bit yesterday because maybe the Jags didn't want to interview him? Or did he turn it down, according to some reports? I think it was uh, Breer because of Balky being involved. Peterson and Caldwell, are they in the mix? And, well, they certainly are in the mix. They've been interviewed, it looks like. uh, And and do they want this thing after watching it unfold over these last couple of weeks? Uh, And maybe wait and see what else opens up. Around the NFL Like who wants the job Who wants to fix it uh, so, and, and I think those are questions That are being asked out there right now By these candidates if you will
1: Yeah um, You know with, with the whole Here's what I think about The whole coach situation right now And, and obviously I mean, I'm mean, i sure you guys Have beat the Trent Baalke thing to death But just my two cents since I was gone Last week I, I don't know where this organization Stands right now in Trent Baalke Obviously, the reports came out you know, last week or two weeks ago saying how they were going to retain him. Now, what does that mean? Retain him through this season, retain him through next season? I mean, I think we all assume that, okay, is he's here for the long haul. OK. When you find yourselves with two wins in this NFL season and you fire your head coach Urban Meyer, there are protocols in place. there are things put in place to give you an advantage to get a head start on other teams for next year. One of those protocols, one of those head starts is the ability to interview coaches right now. If you have chose to maintain bulky, and we'll see what happens, but if, sit, being on the team right now, being the general manager of the Jacksonville Jaguars right now does nothing for you. It gives you a disadvantage. And I'm sick and tired of talking about disadvantages for this team when they should be advantages. Okay, this team is two, has two wins this season. Roster, horrible. A lot of these guys won't be here next year. The writing's on the wall. But then to try to handicap yourself and say, well, we're going to maybe try to keep Trent Bulky, even though some coaches rumored saying they don't want to interview a jack, so because Trent Bulky's here, what does that say about the situation then? Like, if you're truly trying to turn this thing around, if winning is the all-upmost important thing, then why are you shooting yourself in the foot by limiting yourself? That's what this Trent Bulky thing is doing. I said it a couple years ago, when you played two games in London, does that help you get to a Super Bowl or does it hinder you to get to a Super Bowl? I think hinder. Does keeping Trent Bulky on the team right now, does that help you get to a Super Bowl or does it hurt you getting a Super Bowl? I think it hurts you. So it's just, it's the same thing. It's just different stuff every single year, Brent. And then yeah. that's where we're at right now.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, by the way, I, I've... I either could be in denial, or I think I'm going to be right here anyway. I've just been pretty consistent with. I don't think Trent Bulky is going to be the GM in 2022. Then why is he still here? Well, because you, I think you can fit. You need to navigate some of this stuff, um, and, and he was hired to do. You know, they got rid of Urban Meyer because he was being an embarrassment to the franchise and the headlines. You know, sure. I don't know if Bulky is that. Uh, by the way, I think it's you got to always preface this. There's been one report that said. Bulky's going to be retained. Now, that's a very loose word. You just said it. It mm-hmm. could be for the end of the season. There are still a few games to go. It could be for the long term. I think a lot of people insinuated. The Ian reports report kind of insinuated it's for the long term. But Shad Khan has not said anything. He's left the door open to either change his mind or maybe he had no no intention of of keeping Bulky all the way. Yeah. The bottom line is. To me, like I just don't think he's going to be here, whether it's because now there's noise. Uh, The fans have obviously responded, but I think the national people, each week, each day, there's another story that comes out and says Bulky might hinder the process. And what are the coaches saying during these interviews? What's Caldwell saying? What's Peterson saying? What's a guy like Bowles saying? It's like a... I think what Shad's basically doing is going to leave it up to that coach. He's a coach-centric guy now. That's what he wanted with Urban Meyer. I think he's going to leave it up to that coach to say, all right, you want to work with this guy or do you want to bring your own GM in? That's what Buffalo did. That's what others have done, and that's been successful as well. So I think that's the way it's going to play out. Maybe the heat turned up so much that he changed his mind. I'm just saying I don't think he's going to be the GM in 2022, and I don't know how he
1: could be. (laughs) No, for sure, but then let me ask you this. They've already interviewed head coaches, correct?
0: They've started, yeah. Okay.
1: Is Trent Baalke on those interviews? Is, well, it, is he taking part in that process? According to the report, he was. So then what are we doing? Yeah, I, I don't understand that you're, as well. You're going
0: to have a GM interview a coach when you plan on firing the gym after the season? Well, is he interviewing them, though, or is he sitting in? Is he just kind of listening and bouncing stuff off and asking football kind of questions? Is, if Shad's doing the interviews and they're not hiring a firm, are they asking... Questions football related. I mean, shot. That's not his forte. So, do you need somebody football in the in the uh, interview? You know, that knows, oh, sure. knows the background, knows how you're going to build this. Might ask but a then- question about personnel, things like that. I mean, that's what I see. I don't know if there's a lot of harm in that. Um, again, I I think it's, it's harmful if you keep bulky around. I don't know if it's harmful to have football people in the room almost as part of the committee, if you will, uh, to help hire the coach. See, to me, right
1: now, if you're Shad Khan, though, I feel like it's a lose-lose situation. Because either you retain Balky and we know how that's going to pan out, not everyone's going to want to come here to interview and all that stuff that's already been you know, reported, or you have a change of heart, per se, and you decide to fire him maybe after the season. Because then what are people going to say? Oh, well, you let, let the fan base with a bunch of clown emojis bully you out of firing Balky. Now, yeah. that, that may not be the truth, but that's going to be the narrative. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So it's a loser situation at this point. So once yeah. again, I just ask the question,
0: what are we doing right now? Yeah, and, and listen, it's a fair question. Um, I, I just think, I, I, don't, know, I don't know what Balky has done to be fired with two games to go in this season, necessarily. You, uh, as much as I haven't, uh, as much as I would say, I can't believe the idea that he would be retained because what has he done to earn the GM do you, job? Do you know, you know what he
1: did? He tied himself to Urban Meyer. You, you were yeah. part of the Urban Meyer regime. Get the regime out of here and start anew. Sitting around interviewing coaches, asking football questions when you're part of the, the old regime, it ain't going to work. Yeah,
0: I don't, I don't, I don't think, think so either. I mean, so listen, then, I'm not endorsing it. I'm okay. just trying to figure out why would he be. Who else is in the room interviewing and who's asking football type of questions? I mean, mm-hmm. listen, I endorsed I would go pay Tony Dungy a million dollars for this interview process, quite frankly, sure, to bring him in and, and have somebody overseeing the operation from the football side, mm-hmm. like I seriously would. I, I would do something like that. I would not have uh, Trent Balky in the in the in the mix here and and the bigger question now is forget about in the room um, and, and that might be important, but did you what's the deal with Josh McDaniels? Is it the report that McDaniels? didn't want to come because of bulky being involved in the process or is it really that the Jags never reached out to McDaniels because remember last Monday Bill Belichick said yeah nobody's asked to for a request to interview McDaniels that included the Raiders or the Jags the two openings the two teams that could Mm -hmm. and and nobody did and by the way if you're not interviewing McDaniels are you making the wrong call? Because right now I figure anything the Jags are not doing in the process is probably not the right call. (laughs) Yeah. So So one, I don't know which bucket it fits in. The Jags just said, no, we did that in 2017, and we didn't really like it. We're not trusting him because he turned down the Colts. And, and listen, yeah. I think there's some reason for that, right? And Or is it because, hey, Bulky's in the way right now, and the fact that you would even entertain the idea of retaining Bulky, I'm not interested in what's going on in Jacksonville if that's the way you think.
1: The, it could very well be Bulky. It could very well be he doesn't want to interview you in the first place.
0: Yeah, Maybe he doesn't want to come to Jacksonville. Maybe he knows, right? mean, why would I
1: come to Jacksonville? I mean, and I, I get it. Salary cap, Trevor Lawrence, all yeah. these flashy things you like to parade around and say well this is the destination spot no you know sales tax we got beautiful weather yeah. okay there's other things besides that like culture and the past decade of what this team has gone through and i think some guys don't want to be a part of that i mean you guys sure, i'm sure talked about it oh zigbo from the patriots literally turned down how much money to be part of the active
0: roster to stay in the practice squad yeah hey, what's that about a thirty-five thousand dollar check oh, at, at least, least. right
1: Turned down $35,000 to be on the practice squad. And by the and way, said, made the right oh, call. Hey, well, yeah, I made the right <laughs> Well, Depending how you look at money. But said, hey, you know what? I was in Jacksonville. I'm all good riding the pine in, in New England. Man. Talkin' had some playing time. And Spoke that's the volumes. thing, Brent. Like, y- 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 you can say, okay, well, he's better in New England. Is he, though? Like, will he get a chance to showcase his skill set on the practice squad or playing in a game?
0: Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I said so, that. I thought that spoke volumes. Yeah. So
1: I mean, if players are saying, "Hey, man, I think I'm all set here, where I'm at on the practice squad," I mean, I know it's completely different. It's a lot more money, stuff like that. But maybe coaches are too are just like,
0: "Hey, I'm all set right but, now. Well, I, don't, I don't need to go to Jackson Well, I think that's the case. I mean, I do. I think I think guy like Byron Leftwich mm-hmm. is saying that. Now, Leftwich might have multiple reasons. He might listen. I'm going to hang on and, and look for a better job. I, more jobs are going to open up for me. I'm hanging around with Tom Brady, right? Sure. That's cool. Uh I don't really didn't love Jacksonville when I was there. I br- I've been bringing that up for over a month that, that I don't know if he had a great experience in Jacksonville. In fact, I've, I know he didn't have a great experience. Mm-hmm. And why would I want to go back there? Uh, he might be scarred a little bit from that experience in Jacksonville. So, but the idea that what's interesting about the left which side of things is that why wouldn't you at least come for the interview? How many interviews have you done if you're being asked for the interview? And he said, well, out of respect to the players and my opponents, I'm not going to do that, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me because then you can't sit here in late January and and complain then that you weren't given a coaching job or given a chance to get a coaching job because this rule was supposed to allow people like Leftwich, you know, who's going to make a deep playoff run, or McDaniels, to get in the mix and in the fold. And now what's really odd there is Bowles is taking the opportunity to do so and leftwich is not, so I think that speaks volumes about what you just said. To me, Byron Leftwich doesn't want anything to do with the Jacksonville job. Yeah. That's why he turned. Dan Quinn doesn't want anything to do with the Jacksonville job. I think it's clear, crystal clear, that those guys don't think want. About what that, I don't though. know what's crystal clear is the McDaniel's one because it doesn't look like they asked. And now the report today is that he doesn't want to do it because of bulky. The bottom line is, why would you? I think everybody knows why wouldn't you go sit in an interview if bulky's really the problem and be like, listen. I'd be interested in a job, but if you're keeping that guy, I'm not. You could certainly do that as an, a guy being interviewed. Sure. You know, so why wouldn't you at least take it? Um, I'm not sure about that. I think it's more about the mess that Jacksonville is right now, and they want to stay away from that. And that's really my, my point of this is we start the new year here on ESPN 690. I mean, I'm the, I'm the most positive guy around. I've asked for six weeks for somebody in that building to give me something to, to rally around here, something to think about, something to have hope about, and they can't provide anything on the football field in that regard. And I really don't know if I've ever felt worse about the Jacksonville Jaguars organization, even though they have a young quarterback that I think has shown some things, not enough, but some. And they have an opportunity to get a new coach with the things that you mentioned. A lot of draft pick, uh, plenty of cap space. Yet, I really don't feel like they're going to do anything with it. Mm-hmm. For the first time since I've covered this football team, I really don't feel like they're going to make any of the right calls that will make it work and flip this thing on its head. Yeah.
1: You know, it's, it's one thing. For the product on the field Right now You you can chalk it up to COVID You can chalk it up to injuries Guess what Every single team Is going through those things Right now That's not an excuse all right. Not to look like that Yeah 50 to 10 Absolutely embarrassing Like You can control that To an extent Right It it should probably Have been a little more Competitive game Check the Jets Buccaneers game out And get back to me About how competitive That game was Absolutely Okay
0: Check Houston out The last few weeks Yeah for sure
1: but the things you can control right now, you can control the future and you can kind of control how this whole thing pans out. And I just think that if you have a name like Balky around right now and he is in the interview process and he's the only guy in that building that you're trying to bounce ideas off of, of getting a good idea of who the next head coach is going to be. Well, then maybe you got to question yourself and say, should I surround myself with some other people? Should I hire some other people? Should I pay? Because money's not an issue. So do you pay a guy like Tony Dungy $2 million, $3 million, just for a week and say, come sit in this meeting, I tell me who the – that's where we're at right now, okay? No disrespect to Trent Bulky, but I'm not going to take your advice if I'm going to fire you a week later or two weeks later. What good yeah, does that do? Yeah, I agree so, with that. So, once again, it's a situation where you're shooting yourselves in the foot, you're putting yourselves behind the eight ball, when the rules are in place for you to get a step up on the competition and you can't even do that right.
0: Yeah, well, they might be a little bit, right? They're going to get bowls in apparently today and they might have some right. others, but they might cool. a little bit, but maybe not to the extreme, as you said. Yeah. Um, and, and to be honest with you, Austin, I mean, I kind of feel like this is an easy pick for the Jags. Like, I think it's Caldwell or Peterson. It's just staring you right in the face hmm. to say that it's an easy, higher mm-hmm. and so maybe the rest of it doesn't work like I don't know if I would trust McDaniels to be honest with you at this stage I mean I think he's very good but I don't know if I would trust him I don't want the first year guy in leftwich. Uh, Dan Quinn not really defensive guy I mean he, you know he had some nice years we did his resume but didn't make a lot of sense to me Kellen Moore I don't think he's ready you know these I would you got a guy that's won a Super Bowl and you got a guy that that had four good years in Detroit of all places and quite frankly I think the Super Bowl resume wins the day. But I think for this organization right now, you got to bring in a guy that maybe has zero ego. Mm-hmm. And Caldwell seems like that guy. Like, he's not out to prove, like, I'm the best ever. I think Peterson will carry a little bit of that because he got spurned in Philly. Yeah, And it's like, it's all about me going back and get the, you know, well, I think we naturally have that, like, yeah. as a competitor. But I'm not sure, like, the veteran, the guy who's been through it, 66-year-old Jim Caldwell has that. And so I kind of think there's more of a marriage between the Jags and Caldwell, even though I would not hate Peterson at all. In fact, I'd, I'd highly endorse it if that were the case. But if you want to sit here and say McDaniels is, is risky,
1: then how isn't Peterson the same category after how he left Philadelphia? Yeah. Because keep uh, in mind, I mean, essentially, whatever if he walked away or he got fired, but it was because he didn't agree with the front office and organization.
0: Yeah, I, I would say this though. I feel like he did a better job in his stint. You know, even oh, I mean, uh, he though he right?
1: the guy won a Super Bowl, not just of that. I
0: mean, there was some other evidence that. And then, then McDaniel's—it was a long time ago now for McDaniel's too. Sure. And the Patriot way has not been the greatest way for every other team. Mm-hmm. You know, every time they get a, a disciple of Belichick, meanwhile the Reed disciples have done well. So I think there's writing on the wall. And I also would say this: Listen, McDaniel's had Tom Brady for all those years. And he's doing a great job with Mac Jones, mm-hmm. but. Carson Wentz and Nick Foles never played better football outside of when they were with Peterson's staff. And, and Frank Reich deserves some credit for that, too. Yeah. So I just can make the case that it's a little bit different than McDaniels. I wouldn't hate McDaniels, by the way, here, either. I can just see why there might not be as much attraction to him mm-hmm. based on what they heard in 17 when they were doing the interview process yeah. and what happened with Indianapolis. Because this feels like a snake bit organization. How can you not be the Jags right now and think, like, is he going to do that to us, too, if we hire him? <laughs> you know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I yeah. think I would think that way. Yeah. Um, a, a little bit. Uh, let's talk more about this football team. Uh, really, Trevor Lawrence, uh, yesterday's game, there's nothing to dissect. I mean, it is what it is, right? Uh, but is a touchdown? Uh, he finally got to 10. And they through a screen pass, by the way. Man. It was a screen pass. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, did you have a problem with uh, him being the only guy to talk after that game? Yeah, I did. Press conference breakdown, am I, am I blowing it out of proportion? I missed this part, Brent. Yeah, I bet you did. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 6 night. No, not really. I
2: mean, I've you know, I come here to play the game, and I want to. I want to finish. Um, and I was glad we got that last possession to at least put something together offensively and finish on a on a positive note. wasn't a good, wasn't a good day, like I said, but uh, but to finish and you know score there was was nice. We put together a nice drive, and guys didn't quit. And um, yeah, it's just you know, if you look around that locker room, it's disappointing coming in there after you know after a game like that, it's a bad feeling. So just doing everything we can to ensure that doesn't happen again. But yeah, I mean, for me, I, you know, when I'm in the game, I want to finish.
0: That is Trevor Lawrence got to ten touchdowns, three picks though. A couple really bad throws in that game. Obviously one off the hands of uh, Raquel Armstead. It is kind of interesting. We were talking about this last night on Action Sports Jack's Prime Time, and he gets off to like pretty good starts. Like their scripted stuff is is pretty good, and then something goes awry, and then all of a sudden it starts to uh, snowball a little bit for everybody. I, I think it's to the point now. It takes like one bad play to be like, here we go again. You know, I th- remember seeing that a little bit with Bortles yeah. at times. It's like, oh, gosh, really? And I think it was the Armstead play, like off his hands, yeah. you know? Yeah. And boom, just like that. It, and even <clears throat> Trevor, because I, I, I start to see, you know, they, sh- they show that tight shot right before the snap you know, as he's up at the line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. and you can almost see it in his eyes. He's almost like, all right, and I snap this thing, what's going to happen, Sure. you know? Yeah. I mean, we, we've all been there. Everybody's done something like that in their life, like whatever you're doing. Yeah, you, you just don't have a ton of confidence, or you have fake confidence, you know? And yeah. I think a little bit of that is, is what Trevor's going through here um, uh, so far this year. I, what are the red flags on Trevor? like seriously going ahead or is it that there are so many other red flags like this is where i come from that like <laughs> i'll get to him down the road in terms of him being a major problem right now um but should he be higher on my list i guess is the, is the question well i mean you know he's he's the quarterback
1: so he's got to be high on the list but at the same time you know, I mean, there's not much you can take away from saying, well, he's got to develop here. He's, I mean, yeah, he's got to be better, obviously, right? He has to make better decisions. He's got to make the proper read, all that stuff. Any rookie quarterback is going to make those mistakes. But if you talk, talk to me, like, where he ranks in the laundry list of issues right now with this team, with this franchise, to me, his develop, like, to me, his play on the field so far, realistically, it's not even in the top five, top ten for me. Like, there's other things I'm worried about right now, more than what I've seen from Trevor Lawrence so far.
0: Yeah, uh, and you know, it's funny. I said this yesterday, uh, you go look at 17 picks, if he ended up with 17 picks this rookie season, that's not that big of a headline. Yeah. The headline is the 10 touchdowns. Yeah. If you look at guys across the league, like, they throw touchdowns, like they have picks. I mean, Josh Allen has 15 picks. I mean, Matthew Stafford has been atrocious at times. He's got 15 picks. Mm -hmm. I think even Brady has 10 picks. Now Aaron Rodgers has got two. Right? That's pretty good. Yeah, that's, that's insane. It's pretty good. Uh, but I think Mac Jones has 12, you know, I mean, so there were, you know, between 12, 15, 18 picks. I don't know if it's like insanely bad. It's not good, but it's not insanely bad. And it's more than I think we thought he would have. But it's the lack of touchdowns. that doesn't offset it. It's it's if he had 22 touchdowns and 17 picks, you know what we'd be doing? We'd say, hey, you know what? Andrew Luck had 23 and 18 his rookie year. Yeah. The problem is Trevor just got the 10. I mean, Joe Burrow had eight touchdowns the last two weeks. Oh, in man. 16 games, Trevor has 10. Justin Herbert's
1: breaking records, too. Yeah, it's cool. It's fun to watch, Brent. It's <laughs> yeah, fantastic. It's, it's, yeah, know, right. <laughs> and by
0: the way, Herbert's had his moments, too. But he's got, yeah. what, 34 touchdowns or 35 touchdowns
1: now? No, absolutely. And at the end of the day, you know, if you want to go, what, the, what do they have in common? They have a lot of weapons at their disposal, right? Trevor Lawrence doesn't have as many weapons at his disposal now am i trying to make excuses for trevor lawrence and say well this is why his stats are the way they are right now maybe a little bit but at the same time you have a quarterback right now who despite what you think about him one thing's for sure he can't elevate the guys around him right now right like there, there's some quarterbacks i feel like they can elevate the guys around them bring out their best whether it's verbally whether it's in practice whether it's in the game. He just He's not to that point right now. Yeah. he He's simply not. That's where We haven't got the best Marvin Jones. You haven't got the best LaVisca Chenault, right? I mean, we've maybe got the best Laquan Treadwell. Congratulations yeah, for that. Yeah. But everybody else, we haven't got the best of anybody. No. All right? That falls on Trevor Lawrence. It has to fall on Trevor Lawrence. That's what you signed up for. So... That's what I'm maybe concerned with more than anything is that. But once again, I think if you give him better talent around him, then things could pick up a I think
0: that's bit. a really good point, though. I, I thought the one thing, if you look at quarterback play in my time here, I thought that was one of the things that you, you really were curious about with Trevor. It's like, how much better is he going to make a guy like LaVisca Chennault? This offensive line. It, yeah. Everything. Uh, everything, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think he actually has made the offensive line better at times. That's probably the one okay. area. He's probably saved them some. They only have 31 sacks, I think. Okay. And I think some of his mobility has probably helped that. Sure. Um, I think that's probably, if you ask me one area when okay. he's made better, I'd say that probably is it Because I think a lot of people would think, now everybody hates the offensive line, we always discuss this, but I think <laughs> a lot of people would say the offensive line is not as good as maybe the statistics stay, say. This Correct. year And so I would say But but Laviska Chenault's the greatest example Like there's not a more disappointing player on the team In my opinion than LaVisca And I really thought he would propel him Into like this new stratosphere mm-hmm. this year And for whatever reason I mean I think a lot of it's on LaVisca I mean, He's dropping balls left and right But I think your point is a good one I mean for whatever reason Trevor hasn't elevated his game Mm -hmm. And we thought for sure with a player like him, he'd elevate his game. I'm not sure he was going to elevate Marvin Jones' games. I mean, he was playing with Matthew Stafford before, right? I mean, you probably are what you are, but he certainly hasn't gotten the best out of even Marvin. Mm -hmm. Um, And so how much is that on Trevor? I I think it's fair to say it just hasn't happened like that. So that's what we think the good quarterbacks do in the league Mm -hmm. and that we were getting maybe in this one um, instead of what we've had in Jacksonville. But I I can't get past how miserable, with the whole idea, if you go back to the conversation as, all right, this is all about Trevor, right? This is all about Trevor. How can they put good things around Trevor? Urban Meyer uh, took the job because of Trevor. The ball's whistling at Pro Day by him. All these things. And and Austin, as we go back now and relive this season with one game to go, I'm not sure they could have tried to mess the kid up more. Mm -hmm. And I know they didn't do it intentionally, Mm -hmm. but the things that they did around this young man... I mean, no, it was a waste. It was just an absolute it was a waste of a season, mess. Mm-hmm. Like, and you always bring it up. I love the, what you said. What is it, J.J. Watt, John huh. Watson? It's exactly the same thing. And and Shad should say that to him. Sorry, we messed messed up your rookie season. Well, yeah,
1: and, and and that's the most frustrating part, Brent. Maybe of this entire season. I mean, there's been a lot of frustrating points. Urban Meyer um, is up there as well, but we didn't have expectations for this team. All right, now we. I mean, at least I expected this team to win more than they have. I think I had him in the, in the, in the six-win range. Yeah, very modest. I thought that was very modest. I thought that was attainable. Yeah, obviously not. The only goal you had this year, the only thing you had to do, was develop Trevor Lawrence, right? It's the reason why people were cheering last year when the New York Jets were winning games and you were losing games because of Trevor Lawrence. All you had to do this season was develop him, not drop the ball, and make it worse. Now, I don't know where Trevor Lawrence is at mentally. I don't know, like, in terms of his confidence, where he sits. He looks pretty dejected walking up the field yesterday. Yeah, I mean, you saw some frustration. And you saw some body language yeah. with the Tavon Austin uh, and, route. And, and how could you not? I mean, honestly, any quarterback's going to be pissed off. And he took 40 Whether minutes to come on out and yeah. talk after the game. Whether you're a rookie or you're a 10-year vet, any quarterback is going to be frustrated at that. But the the frustration has to come from the standpoint of you had one job this year, Jacksonville Jaguars, literally one. We weren't asking you to win games, all right? We weren't even asking you to be competitive. All we were asking is develop Trevor Lawrence and take care of that dude. And you didn't do it. And and, and that's a frustrating thing because, you know, I I look at Peyton Manning. I look at Andrew Luck. Did they have rough first years? Well, Peyton Manning did for sure, but at least they had – the culture put in place. They had the offense put in place. They had the weapons. But, like, you sensed it was going to get better, right? Like, even with Justin Herbert, with uh, Joe Burley. Uh, Joe Burrow got hurt, and the fans are devastated in Cincinnati. But you got the sense, you know what? Next season, just wait, man. When he comes back, he'll be something special. Same thing in Los Angeles. We're not feeling that right now. I'm sitting here, you know, whatever week, whatever it is, it's been far too long. Just end the season already. <laughs> yes, it is. But, but I'm sitting here saying, is Trevor Lawrence the guy? I will see. I don't know. Hey,
0: I'll be honest. I don't know. Let's find out next year. Yeah, that's the case. So listen, I don't know if I've seen a worse coaching job in my lifetime. Yeah, following this team or any team. Like, I mean, there are bad coaching jobs, and you can pin a lot on coaching. Again, I got to remind people that I'm like the last person usually to go after the coaches. I think it's a players' league, and but the way they put. This guy in the situations they did at times From the first game of 51 throws I mean, you can obviously say Urban Meyer If we want to go down the laundry list The dysfunction around Urban Meyer Heads the list, Yeah. right? I mean, you, you're not putting this guy in a good situation To cultivate, to grow Instead, he's got to answer all these questions Instead, when Urban's hanging out In a bar, he brings up Trevor's bachelor party and brings him into the fold on it. <laughs> I forgot about that. I mean, uh,
1: play the greatest hits, Brent. Let me play s- the greatest hits
0: right now. Let's s- go. Situations like that. I mean, he doesn't play the best player in James Robinson. Yeah. I mean, obviously they have some significant injuries. The only thing they did, the only thing this franchise did, in my estimation, to help Trevor Lawrence this year, was to trade for Dan Arnold. Mm. That was the only move they made. That helped this guy out. Now, you could say in free agency they helped get Marvin Jones, but outside Sorry, of that. Travis Etienne might have been the plan yeah, if he yeah. stays oh, yeah. healthy. Yeah. yeah, again, you got him knocked. He, yeah. Listen, you got a little bad luck in there with Chark yeah. and, and the injuries, but what else did they do? They got Etienne and Marvin Jones, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's all they said. That's all they did to go help him. And and then they got, I think, the one that worked the most is Dan Arnold mid-early you know, season, yep. and even then he got hurt. So I'm not saying there wasn't bad luck, but the situation you put him in was just ridiculous i mean again 51 throws against houston you know i mean as much as we complain about the james robinson part of that we really should complain more about the how are you setting this guy up to succeed part of that which we did back then Mm -hmm. but we have to revisit it and then just the constantly bad coaching to the point where would you have taken him out of the game yesterday like with i mean you can make the case and why are you keeping him in the game with three picks because I think we saw this against Tennessee, and I think we saw it yesterday with the third interception, where there's a time where Trevor's like, listen, screw it. I'm just chucking it. That's what it looked like to me. He definitely did that against Tennessee on the last pick, and I thought he kind of did it here with the last pick, too. Now, maybe it just was a bad read. It might have been, but Mm -hmm. I thought so. So, I mean, you almost should sense that as a coach. And Bevel has been very upfront in saying, hey, we're going to have him work through this stuff, work through it. We think it will benefit him down the road, which maybe showcases the mentality of Trevor. And they think he has the ability to handle it. Sure. But I think there was a time right there you could have said, all right, man, let's get this young man out. Let's, let's put C.J. Beathard in.
1: Yeah, I mean, you just have to ask the question of how much is too much in terms of when the game's obviously out of hand. Um, how much can one guy take? I, I will say this, though. Keeping him in, he did throw a touchdown. Now I'm he not did. sure whether so that does helped. for your yeah. psyche. I mean, I, I really well, don't know. It, I mean, he scored 10 points. 10. Hell yeah, dude. Double digits is important. There we go. No, I mean 10 touchdowns. Oh, I got you. Okay.
0: Also 10 points. Yeah. yeah. it yeah. might take my screen pass promo off the air. <laughs> 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 but I mean...
1: There's a, I, mean, I, I said with that screen pass, you, you put that front and center. I like, got some kind of video when you walk to the stadium, man. Like show, yes. you know, you know, like when you go to Green. What, you ever been to Green Bay? Yeah, you know, no, you go to Green no. Bay, it's like the frozen tundra, and there's, yeah. you know, there's like it's video board yeah, there's Bart Starr throwing and everything like that. Well, would have that screen pass there. You know what I'm saying? Like a statue. Of set the a precedent. precedent. Set a precedent. Let's very go. like Yeah,
0: <laughs> very nice. Yeah. Uh, and, and listen, my last part of this. Is I thought they did that kid a disservice? Yes, he has had to answer to everything. Part of the quarterback job, by the way. I'm not saying he shouldn't have to talk. Yeah, I, I'm not saying he shouldn't have to talk. But and and listen, Shaq Griffin has really he's bit the bullet a lot this year, and he's got up in front of the Josh Allen has done the same. Yeah, Miles Jack and Marvin Jones, they're captains too, and they haven't, and they were playing in that game yesterday. What? Why can't they go up and talk? But it, it is absurd that the Jacksonville Jaguars had two people talk after the game yesterday. Mm. And what people say is, Brent, oh, they're just going to say the same thing. That's not my point. We don't run much of the sound anyway. That's fine. But the point is, you have a 22-year-old rookie quarterback answering these questions about an organization that is in disarray. True. And nobody's really helping them out. I mean, someone in that locker room, leadership wise, Marvin's been around this crap a long time. He was in Detroit. Okay. You know, uh, Miles has been, Miles talks like now once a year mm-hmm. and he wears the C. I mean, I just think it's part of that in good and bad. And guys like, again, Shaq wasn't there for COVID. I mean, he would have talked, my guess is. Uh, Josh Allen has done it countless times. Uh, listen, there are games where you just don't want to do it and you're so frustrated and it, it wouldn't be right. I get, listen, yeah. I, I get all that stuff. You know how you always say it's what the money says? Correct. To me yesterday, I couldn't stop but think about that because what Trevor, what it said that Trevor was the only one up there okay, showed me that there's nobody defending the organization. There's no defense of the organization. There's nobody True. standing up for the organization except this 22-year-old guy who's Whoa. supposed to be the face of the franchise.
1: Okay, so, so a few things. No, it's not fair where Trevor finds himself in right now having to defend this franchise by himself, it seems like. And it's not fair the whole Urban Meyer fiasco. It's not fair how the offense is playing right now. It's not fair how the coaches are scheming things. Uh, the injuries aren't fair. There's a lot of things that aren't fair right now in the boat of Trevor Lawrence. But you're the first overall pick. You're the quote-unquote once-in-a-generational type player that people anointed you. This is what you signed up for. Yep. Welcome to the NFL. Yeah. And I don't, mind, I don't mind him having to take yeah. it. Now the whole thing after the game, you know, where he took a while getting to the podium. There's obviously some kind of meeting. Whether it's a team meeting, which is players only, whether coaches were were involved. It's hard for me to comment on Trevor Lawrence being the only guy to speak on behalf of the team because I don't know the ins and outs of what that conversation was like after the game. I can tell you right now, playing in some blouts myself where we got beat or asses kicked, it's not fun to get in front of the media and speak your piece. Now, I can't imagine when you amplify that and you're playing for an organization that you probably want to kind of get away from for a little bit. Okay, like if I'm Marvin Jones right now, yeah, I can go out there and say, yeah, we didn't play that well today, yada, yada. But I'm probably so a little ticked off with the Horvyn Meyer stuff. You know, like that stuff's gonna leak out there that one time. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, it's one of two things, and I've said it before on the show, and I'll say it again. When it comes to an NFL locker room, they will it will always govern itself. Like whatever is supposed to happen in that locker room, what what they want to happen, whether it's right, wrong, or different, it's gonna happen. So whether there was some kind of chit chat saying no one's gonna go up there and they volunteered Trevor, okay, fine, because guess what, he's the quarterback. Like if it was just Josh Allen went up there yesterday, what would we be saying? Well, where's Trevor Lawrence? If it was Josh Allen and Marvin Jones yesterday, what would we be saying? Well, well, wait a second, where's Trevor Lawrence? Right? Because he, you're the quarterback. Yeah. You're the face of the franchise. You're the general. So it's your responsibility more than anybody else to get up there and, and and stare down that barrel and speak your piece. I think that's what happened more than anything. The other side of things that you don't want to hear right now, Jaguars fans don't want it, fans don't hear me right now, but I think it at least warrants consideration. What does it say about the leadership of Trevor Lawrence if his teammates didn't come to his defense during the press conference? If Trevor's like, hey, I'll talk to uh, on behalf of us, well, then we're the captains that said, no, Trevor, man, you're still a rookie. Like, yeah, you get up there, I'll get up here too. Well, I'll get up here. This was the only one. Yeah, that's my so point. So what that's does it really say about
0: how they feel about Trevor Lawrence, though? Maybe. maybe. I mean, maybe. Let's talk about that saying. a little bit. Yeah. I, I like that's a good angle to come from. I actually thought a little bit about that. A little part of me did. Um, but I do want to make it clear. I think Trevor should talk, too. I mean, that's part of the quarterback's job. My problem with this is that nobody else did to you, what you just said. Now, is that because they're not supporting Trevor, or did they just go run and hide? And that's. let's talk about yeah, it a little bit more when we come back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690.
2: Yeah, it was uh, obviously wasn't a good day for us. I uh, just didn't didn't play well, all phases of the game. Uh, yeah, so it's, it sucks, you know, when you get when you go out there, um, you prepare for the game and to go out there and, and just not perform. It's disappointing. So I uh, just got to regroup, got to go uh, flip the page, turn it over, get ready for the Colts. But yeah, it's definitely frustrating.
0: That's Trevor Lawrence. Uh, outside of Daryl Bevel and Trevor Lawrence, that's the only sound you're gonna hear. Nobody else talked. I, I really, I know I'm probably making a bigger deal about this. We were just talking about it in the commercial break too. I just think it speaks volumes. If I'm Trevor's folks, like not meaning parents, like his agency and stuff like that, and yeah. I think you start getting a little concerned about the way they dealt with Trevor all year. And I'm like, is this a good situation for this guy? This guy's talented. Are are we going to get the – is this a smart move to be here? Like maybe we should have done what everybody said, right? Maybe they were right about ruining this kid. Fake back injury coming up in 3 two, one <laughs> Yeah. No. Well, but if I, I – I tell you what, man, if I'm his agency, I'm a little fi- – if I'm his um, agent or his marketing people or whatever, anybody who supports Trevor, I'm like, why is he the only one answering questions in this stuff? And it caught my attention because I've been here 14 years and I've never seen that. Yeah, I've never. I've covered a lot of bad teams, a lot of wasted games at the end of a season, and the locker room does get a little more bare. You know, I mean, it's a harder to find interviews, no doubt. Yeah, but you still will be able to get a couple of guys. And and again, it's not about Brent getting an interview. It's not about Brent playing a soundbite. I don't think they're going to say a whole lot. I think it speaks more about a 22 year old rookie quarterback. Do you have his back or not? No. Yeah. And, and you just suggested something that sure. I think is interesting. Like, where, do you think about this side of it? Has he lost a little bit of the locker room from a leadership standpoint? Is, is he all these conversations about him having a say in the next coach, mm-hmm. you know, talking to Shad Khan, so much attention on Trevor. And Trevor's the only one that some of us, myself included, sometimes won't put blame on. Mm-hmm. Are they fed up with that as professional football players and grown men? Yeah. Is, that pos- is that a possibility? Uh, I'm not saying that's what's going on here,
1: but I think it's worth at least mentioning. Because I, I say this all the time, and I said it when, when Trevor got drafted. He's going to have to earn his stripes, right? Doesn't matter if you're number one pick overall, if you're a second round pick, a third up, like, if you're a rookie, you got to earn your stripes. I'm not privileged to go in the locker room, right? I don't know how the locker room is right now. I don't know who hangs out with who. I don't know what, you know, I mean, you go on Instagram and kind of find that stuff out, I guess, but like, I, I don't know what relationships are, are like right now in that locker room. We both pr- agree that it's probably the worst that it's ever been in terms of yeah. culture. Right? So, I don't know. Maybe some players are a, a little turned off to the idea of, like, Trevor has so much power for being a rookie and, you know, the performance on the field, what has he done yet? Maybe some players are saying that. I'm not saying that's what I – I have no idea. It's just – it's another wrinkle that, guess what, we are taking now because you only sent one guy out there to do an interview. Right? If you if Marvin Jones is out there, Miles Jack was out there, then guess what? I don't say that. Yeah. But since Trevor Lawrence is by himself out there doing the interview, well, now i got to bring up this question because – How could I not? I've been in a locker room. I know how it works. So that question definitely comes to the table. I think another um, situation could be, well, do you really want Marvin Jones up there right now? Do you really want Miles Jack up there right now? Because we just said it ourselves. This is the worst the culture's ever been. All it takes is one bad sound bite, and then it's more
0: bad optics. Do they want that on their plate right now either? Yeah, that's fair. Listen, I think those are good points. Again, I don't think we feel that way. We haven't heard anything. I think we have to make it clear. Um, But I I, I think it actually crossed my mind a little bit over the last 24 hours, so it's interesting to hear you say that. Yeah. And more about, hey, this kid's got to earn his almost like the Minshew factor. That's kind of how we interpreted some of the Minshew stuff. Like, Minshew's in his 15 minutes of fame. Does the coaching staff not love the idea? Like, what has he done to earn that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, this is a little bit different. Everybody's given all this love and power, and, hey, you help pick the next coach, and you have a say, and you've got a line to the to the owner. And maybe other guys are like, what the hell's that about? What's this guy done? He's got 10 touchdowns and 17 picks. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it's a weird thing sometimes. The locker room's an interesting place. Maybe he should have bought him Christmas. Did he buy the offensive line <laughs> Christmas gifts? I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> hey, you, you laugh at this, Mac Jones. You see what Mac Jones I bought his, his offensive line? Yeah. What would a to get his offensive line? I don't know. I'm just saying.
0: Bitcoin, hopefully. Uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah. we'll be back. Subway gift cards? This is Actions for shacks on ESPN 69.